0: What is going on everyone and welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Pros IDP show and I'm your host Bob Miller. You can find me on Twitter at DynastyBobFF and you can follow Dynasty Pros at DynastyProsFF, part of the Dynasty Pros YouTube network and the IDP Guys YouTube network as well. Be sure to go check out Dynasty Pros football for all your latest IDP rankings and IDP trade value charts. So and, and, and do us a big, big favor. If you haven't followed us yet on YouTube, yeah, go find us on YouTube and hit that subscribe button. It helps us out quite a bit. So, all right. So I've got all that out of the way. I want to welcome in a very, very, very special guest. Um, let's bring him in here. Leo, Leo McNeely, one of my favorite, favorite follows on Twitter. You know him as Master IDP. Leo, Master IDP, how are we doing tonight, bud?
1: Good. Thanks for having me on, Bob. I'm excited to haven't haven't got a chance to to talk on your channel here and you know talk some IDP. I'm looking forward to talking some football. That video got me excited. I'm ready for the season to start now. Yeah, right. Hit some guys.
0: I love that intro, man. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it, man. It gets you a little jacked up. I'm ready to go tackle like my nine-year-old daughter now, you know, <laughs> or my dog or something like that. Yeah. Like, like I said, man, I, I just wanted to thank you for being a part of the show. You are one of my absolute favorite followers on Twitter. If anyone has, if anyone's an IDP player out there, do yourself a favor, find Leo at he's at master IDP, find him on Twitter immediately and go follow him. You won't regret it. I mean, your, your tweets are, are extremely educational. Um, I learned quite a bit from you actually myself. So, um, it's a pleasure having you on the show, man. Thanks a lot.
1: Thanks. That's too kind. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. It's been, it's a fun, been a fun first year. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, been trying to get out those educational tweets. There's always, there's always could be more that we could, uh, get out there about, uh, IDP. It seems to like, a. An area that could use a little bit more info out there.
0: Of course, always. I mean, it's slowly. It just every year is just kind of doing that. So, as long as we're on the rise, I think we're uh, we're fighting the good fight. So, um, for everyone that's watching this over at Dynasty Pros Network on our on our uh, Twitter,
1: um, Leo, you started out, I believe, with IDP guys, correct? That's correct. Yes, I started with them in July. Started kind of writing some articles talking about you know, green dot and every down linebackers and defenses coordinator changes and all that fun stuff. And then, uh, jumped right into doing a uh, linebacker rankings for them. So yeah, it was a good, good start for me, uh, to, to get in, get some experience with, uh, some knowledgeable guys like Nate and, and some of those other guys. And, uh, it's, it was a great, great first season. I uh, you know, I'm such a fan. I, I love Nate to death, man. Uh, that guy has been so helpful
0: for me personally. And uh, Dynasty Pros, um, I can't thank him enough. You know, he's a good, good guy. That whole crew over at IDP, guys, man, uh, it's a, that's a good, good crew there. So um, so you started off with IDP, guys, and you kind of branched off and started doing your old thing. You've got rpofootball.com. Tell everybody about your website because I'm going to tell you, even before we went on the air, I was talking to you and said, I absolutely love your site. You know, if you're an IDP uh, guy, you know, idpguys.org is one of the top, top places to go. Dynasty Pros, we're trying to get there. I think we do a very, very good job with our stuff. But rpofootball.com is, has been a place that I've very, very much enjoyed uh, getting a lot of info. So tell everybody about that and, and what you've got going on over there.
1: Yeah, so we, we started it in December, um, kind of near the end of the season to help people out with the playoffs. We We really just at that point just... in the weekly rankings and just, just to kind of get a website live for the end of the season. We also added some uh, prop bets, IDP prop bets as well onto it. But then, you know, now that we've kind of got through the season, we started at, you know, getting into dynasty rankings and rookie rankings and um, you know, we'll eventually add in projections and we just recently added a a trade value chart, Mm -hmm. you know, not with, not with IDP yet, but um, you know, we're trying to, trying to start build out a lot of the stuff that, you know, we see other places and, you know, that we think that can, can add value uh, to people and maybe present things in a little bit different format. Uh, you know, I like to, I'm kind of like to put it in stuff that visit, you know, visually that you can see pretty quickly, maybe not be the most wordy, but really get to what you're, what you're looking for. I think some people would really like some of the, the data in a, in a visually appealing way. So that's what we're trying to, trying to get at where it's a work in process, but Um, it's, uh, it's coming along. It's been, it's been fun kind of building that out and, um, good to get some positive feedback as well.
0: Yeah. I really like what you've done. I've seen your trade values. We also have trade values over at dynastyprosfootball.com. We all, you know, we've got our dynasty trade values. We have, um, we do have some IDP. We do have IDP trade values there. And we also have Debbie trade values as well. So I like how they all kind of coincide. You know, if someone's offering you, let's say Marvin Harrison Jr., um, and let's say TJ Watt for a Christian McCaffrey, you can kind of add those points up together and, and, and get an idea if it's going to be a pretty good trade or if it's going to not be a good trade. So, uh, we're working on a calculator as well. Um, hopefully we can have out by the end of the, uh, of the year that's going to coincide. It's going to include all three of those as well. So it's a little bit behind the curtain there. Um, okay. yeah, but it, it's really, really hard to get, um, values on idps because there's you and i have talked about this there's all kinds of different scoring systems there's not really a standard there's not a ppr a half point ppr tight end premium super flex there's you know where it's all pretty cut and dry with idps you've got your one two three system you've got different things out there we've had a lot of folks that have reached out to us over the last three years that's really enjoyed our dynasty pros uh, IDP scoring system. I was telling you about, you know, it's not, you know, it's not overly aggressive, um, but it's not boring and bland. Um, they're going to score and it makes everyone involved. Uh, your cornerbacks actually have value for passes defended or an interception, you know, it rewards big plays just like a touchdown would is a nice reward, uh, for your offense. If, if you're, if a guy gets a sack, an edge rusher gets a sack, or if a DB gets a pick, that's kind of like them scoring their touchdown. That's like Stephon Diggs catching his touchdown. If you have you know Marlon Humphrey who um, you know catches a pick or something like that. So you know we just try to balance that out. But there's just, we I wish there was more of a standard scoring system out there because val- it it creates the values are all over the place. You you just have to go by your league you know league specific and see how those defensive players score so
1: yeah i mean i think that idp one two three 2 3 is probably the closest to a, a stand the standard you know because it's the default on sleeper but um there really isn't you know past that there isn't there's kind of a lot of customization that's out there but you know i, I would push the beginners into the idp one two three. it's very similar to what i've played at, at home with my, my home leagues for for a number of years and um that would be kind of what i would push the beginners into, I think it's a a pretty decent format. And, um, you know, if you want to customize down the road, that's, that's fine. But I think if we can get more people into that kind of one, two, three scoring, I think it would help just, you know, as we grow to kind of get, um, absolutely get more people familiar with it and just eased into it and comfortable with the system.
0: Yeah. Cause a lot of folks, you know, over the years that I've gotten into IDP leagues, um, they're they're a little timid. They're a little scared. They think they're giving away money because they don't know, you know, if they're playing in a a league where half of the league is used to IDPs, they feel like they're just throwing cash away. And I can't, um, and we have one of our riders over at dynasty pros, uh, Tim Lazenby, who um, joined an IDP league, my home league, actually, for the first time, This is the first IDP league he's played in. um, And he had the best record on the season. So, you know, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, in our scoring system, if you have a, if a pretty good defense, you're going to do well. So, yeah. And, and, you know, and you were talking about sleeper as well. What's your thoughts? Um, first of all, are you as frustrated as I am that they don't have rookies rookie rookie <laughs> on there yet?
1: I'm, well, I'm yeah. lose
0: my mind with this.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would be, it would be helpful for us to be able to you know start getting some mock drafts and start getting some, idp adp you know getting some good adp information is so valuable for trade value charts or other or just getting a, a feel for how these rookie drafts are going to hit in may and um we really don't have much to work on so we're kind of at a disadvantage compared to you know a lot of the offense um so to not have those in those in there i'm still relatively new to sleep to sleeper last year was my first year on there so like uh, i'm still getting a little bit familiar with that but that seems to be you know, you can go on there and for free and do mock draft. So it's, it seems to be the, the way to go with mocks, but um, it, it is a little frustrating. I know um, I've seen, yeah. you know, my buddy Mace, my buddy Macy's gotten pretty frustrated with it and vocal about it, but they don't seem to be in a rush to, to prioritize no, they that.
0: No, they they are absolutely not in a rush. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, we started, a uh, we did a startup uh, about a month ago uh, with Dynasty Pros and uh, with a bunch of followers and everything. And we call it Devi to dynasty. And, um, it's, it's full IDPs as well. And, you know, I drafted Will Anderson and Jalen Carter. Well, actually I didn't draft Will Anderson. I drafted Tyree Wilson and Jalen Carter. I drafted about three or four rookie IDPs just to put on my uh, taxi squad. But it's like, I'm glad I've put it in some notes because I mean one day when they get added to sleeper, I can okay. go in and adjust my roster accordingly. So, and, and so you said you're, you're, you're new to sleeper
1: this year, right? last, so last, last this year. past year I was in, I was one uh, in one league. I got invited by my buddy Iggy. Uh, I mean, oh, Iggy. A, yeah. He does um, a FF uh, seven. I think it was called um, with yeah. uh, some pretty decent uh, IDP scoring. So it was a, it was a, it was a blast to, to be in that. So that was my first experience with the redraft league. And uh, we just started an RPO dynasty league on sleepers that we, we just, Got through, um, and uh, so that was kind of my second experience with it. So I'm still relative. That's my second league in there, so I'm still feeling my way around it. I've got a lot more experience on on my fantasy league, but um, still, yeah, still learning it. Yeah, my fantasy league is is a pretty good spot.
0: There's a handful of others that, you know, I think the difference with sleeper is the dual eligibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I've talked with Gary Davenport about this. He absolutely, I, I think he is absolutely not a fan of dual eligibility and I'm kind of not the biggest fan of it either. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd rather them be an edge rusher, a defensive, it qualifies a defensive, just like what, you know, my fantasy league.com does. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they did the true position this year, which, which was a big, big help. However, it did change values. You know, we did our trade values. It changed the values of defensive linemen. Substantially, yeah. because I mean, there was only five or six good, good defensive linemen, and they were worth all the money. You know what I'm saying? Your Nick Bosa's, your you know Max Crosby's, Aaron Donald, uh, Miles Garrett, some things like that. Aiden Hutchinson coming on, things like that. There was only a handful of them, and now that you can put T.J. Watt, Micah Parsons and those cat, you know, in that, uh, it's a lot more plentiful. It almost makes linebackers almost at a premium again. It, you know it's kind of wild, but yeah, I, I'm not a biggest fan of the dual eligibility on there. Mm-hmm. It, it does give you a lot of flexibility with your lineups, um, but oh, it was it was a nightmare for me doing rankings over well, the, yeah the uh, <laughs> website. You know, I've got you know I've got TJ Watt in my defensive line rankings, and then I also have him in our linebacker rankings. He he's in a different spot in each, and then I had to do my overall rankings, and I'm like, okay, defensive end one. Uh, you know, uh, D D E slash Edge one, you know, like I had to note who was dual eligible on those overall rankings. That you know, if anyone hasn't seen those, you can go check those out over dynastyprosball.com. But that was uh, very tedious, very tedious. Yet it was kind of fun too, because I mean, we just <laughs> love, love, love our IDPs. So um, I had a blast with it, but it was uh, it, it
1: was very, very detailed.
0: Um, so yeah well,
1: yeah I, I would- i would agree i mean it's as a content creator like you know having a rank each week and having to keep track of you know eligibility of different systems and you know recommendations for who to start depending on different different uh eligibility and everything it's it's a little bit challenging. I wish there was kind of one position that all the platforms used, and we just you know just like we were talking about. one scoring system you know or one basic scoring system one potential position designation that would yeah help out simplify a lot of things for for you know like you said trade value charts or anything else like you know it makes a big difference when you're looking at you know value-based drafting of what what position people are playing so um, and then you you know know, you and i
0: have the king's classic coming up that you know at the fantasy football expo is the first year the inaugural IDP Kings classic, and both you and I are part of that. And Gary Davenport, the godfather himself, has kind of designed the scoring on that. And from what we understand from our emails and, and the chats with him, he has made it Uber like aggressive. To where if it, you know, like I said, in this redraft setting that you may he wants you to consider taking Micah Parsons or Roquan Smith as a first round pick. Like you would consider taking one of those guys over, I don't know, CD Lamb or, or, you know, Stephon Diggs or something. So that's pretty, uh, that's pretty wild. I, I'm really excited and nervous and anxious all at the same time about that because that's going to be absolutely nuts. And I cannot wait. Um, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> well, all right, all right. Well, we got all that IDP chitter chatter out of the way. Uh, let's uh, let's kind of talk about what's going on in football right now. It's not the craziest week at all. I think we kind of started uh-huh. things off with um, Odell Beckham signing with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, what's uh, what's your thoughts on that that pickup?
1: Yeah, so so to, to, for full disclosure, I'm a Cleveland Browns fan, so okay. maybe a little bit biased in in my take here. Um, we won't hold that against you. I'm a Baltimore. Fan. <laughs> um, so um, you know, so I got to see you know some of his you know, some of his worst years, and you know he had, had one good year there. Um, you know, I think for me, you know, he I, I would be kind of be putting him kind of in the salad category, just because I, I think you know there's the injury risk that I don't know that he's going to make it through a full season. I mean, I do think by going to the Ravens if they bring back Lamar, like they're going to force feed him and he's going to do pretty well, but I just I don't know that I have faith in in him making it through the whole season without pulling a hamstring or or something else or going deep, a little bit diva on it. Um but uh you know, he did he did have, you know, you know several good years with Eli there and made that one good catch that everybody won't stop talking about, but uh you know, I'm as he gets older, you know, he doesn't have that same breakaway speed that he that he had. And so I'm kind of more in the, the sell category on him.
0: I get it. I get it. And, and you know, when this deal happened on Easter, um, I was at some families and I couldn't wait to get home uh, to write up, a, a, you know, an article on this. And and over at over at Dynasty Pros, we do a series of articles called Dynasty Dilemmas. And we'll focus on one player and we give you it's someone that's trending, someone that's hot. And we will give you reasons to sell that person, reasons to buy that player. And then whoever's writing that particular article, they're going to give you their personal verdict at the end of the article. Like, okay, this is a reason to buy. This is the reason to sell. Now, this is my verdict. This is what I would do. I said this is such a cheap and generic thing, but I kind of said buy and sell. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: um, I, to me, if you could, if you could take that hot name, um, who's most likely Baltimore's wide receiver one, um, if you could sell him for maybe a second round pick or bundle him with someone, maybe get like a some running back depth. Cause let's face it, whoever has Odell is playing with house money. You, you didn't draft him as a starter. Um, or at least you haven't depended on him to be a starter in quite some time. Um, He's a depth piece, you know, at the best. So if you can take him, bundle him up and try to upgrade a running back or even upgrade wide receiver, something like that, I'm all for it. If you can get a mid to late second round pick for him, by all means pull the trigger as soon as you can, at least give it a try. However, kind of the points I made in that article is, I don't know if your most savvy uh, dynasty players – are going to go for that. Mm-hmm. So I was playing devil's advocate there, and I just thought, well, hell, if you can, if I can acquire him, if I can pick him up for a third round pick or a fourth round pick, I'm buying him. I mean, yeah. Yeah. third and fourth <laughs> round picks are dart throws uh, as it is. I mean, there's not that many Damian Pierces or Tyler Algiers out there, um, even though this is a pretty deep class as far as running backs, uh, this draft class. But if I could take like a third or a fourth or a third and fourth, I don't know, and go get him. uh, I think the risk is very, very much worth the reward. You're not going to, you're not going to lose out anything by giving a late, a late rookie pick to get him. And, and if he turns out to put out, you know, if he can put up six, seven, eight touchdowns for them, you know, catch 60, 70 balls. I mean, that's a that's a solid flex play for you all year. And it gives you that depth, you know? So, yeah, if you can sell high on him, grab you like a second rounder, or at least upgrade a position, I'm I'm all for it. But if you can't, and someone has him on their team, throw him a third, throw him a fourth, see if you can spark up a conversation and see if you can grab him. Because I, I as long as he's on the field, he's going to be very, very useful. So that's my opinions with him, and it helps out. and And I think the whole signing is a is they overpaid for him to get Lamar to come back, and. Mm-hmm. I absolutely think that that it worked. I mean, he and Lamar have been hanging out. They were in Miami together, partying just the other day, Sunday night, as a matter of fact. So it, it seems like with Ian Rappaport and uh, everyone's reporting is, it's a pretty good indication that at least Lamar's going to be back for this year. So that's good for anyone that um, is a Lamar owner. Um, he has more weapons now, probably the best best weapons he's had, you know, since being a Raven. So it's all good news around as far as fantasy goes. Mm -hmm. Well, um, speaking of offensive players, so uh, Jets coach Robert Sala says that Brees Hall is looking fantastic and he expects him back for week one. That is phenomenal news because a couple of months ago it was reported that he wasn't going to be ready for the season and that it was kind of like a Kyler Murray situation where he may not get back into action until midseason, which – kind of like what we saw with J.K. Dobbins last year. You're not going to be in football shape. You're not going to have that explosiveness. Um, it was just going to – even if he played, it was just going to be a completely lost season um, for Brees Hall and Brees Hall owners, and, and those people took him with their first round, you know, their number one pick last year in the draft and or in their rookie drafts, things like that. So it's a, it's a big, big hit. So now that he looks like he's going to be ready for week one, what's your thoughts out there? Are you going after and trying to, trying
1: to buy him now? Or do you think people are, uh, they're not selling? Well, I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know that, Yeah, people are selling Brees, you know, in a two running back league that people are selling Brees Hall for cheap these days. Uh, um, you know, I think we recently started a startup and he was, you know, he was in the top three running backs as far as coming off the board in a startup. Um, so, you know, luckily he'll be healthy here it sounds like you know they don't The jets don't have much behind him you know they've got um you know michael carter and uh trying to remember the other the other guy but they they don't really have much so that would be a big detriment to them as they're making a a playoff push here um i really like what they're kind of doing there on on the defense and building that up so um and if they get aaron Rodgers and Brees hall you know they're going to be in in good shape so it's good good to see that he'll be be ready i know they're gonna they're gonna need him um so that's that's all excited but as far as buying running backs i i generally i don't really buy especially this time of year just because you know a lot can happen in the preseason and Mm. so i'm more of a seller because like you could you can use those you know once the draft you know rookie drafts happen like you can sell those off you know i'd prefer to like kind of push a lot of the decisions to buying you know, closer to the season starting or the trade deadline to help with the playoff push. So I'm kind of a little bit more of a seller in April, May period than you know, until the draft happens. And then,
0: well, you know, it's dynasty. So people are just making trades all over the place. Draft picks are being traded right now. And I mean, it's just, it's nuts. So, um, you know, we gotta, we gotta kind of play to that audience because there's, this is dynasty season. When the mm-hmm. season really starts, then you're like, it's almost like you're bored. Uh, and, you know, at least us in the dynasty game, you know, as dynasty writers and and, you know, operating a website like when the season starts, you're like, yeah, yeah, you know, like it's I don't know. This is our season right now. So, yeah, trades, <laughs> trades, trades. Um, speaking of trades, we've got a comment here. Uh, let's take a look here from Bigfoot nails.
1: <laughs>
0: took over a team and won the championship. It's an IDP and Titan premium super flex. 12 team, start 10 offense and 8 IDP. This off season, I tr- traded Nick Bolton and a 2023 112. I guess he typed in Nick Bolton twice. Okay. So I tr- he traded pick 112 and Nick Bolton for Chris Godwin and most likely an early
1: 2024 first. Who wins this?
0: Mm.
1: That's, I mean, that's a tough one. I mean, not knowing, not knowing the scoring, um, I'm probably going to, I'm probably going to go more on the the Godwin in the first side of it. Um, you know, just because, you know, early first is better than a 1.2. And I'll take, I'll take the offensive player over Bolton, you know, even though Bolton is personally my, I think he's my number one or two, uh, you know, linebacker ranked, um, but you know, going offense to defense. I mean, unless there's decent IDP scoring, I'm gonna generally go on the offensive side. I mean, we don't don't know that defense, you know, scoring. Um, but you know, I think you could still find. You know, I'm, I think there's enough if you're following the right people, you can get some good values on the defensive side. Okay, so there is some pretty decent decent yeah. scoring there with Bolton. So yeah, um, it makes it a little bit more interesting. It's just I think the drop off when you go from Bolton probably to the next tier versus Godwin in the next tier um, might be a little bit harder, but you know, that, that scoring makes it a little bit more even in my book. What do you, what do you think, Bob?
0: Well, I was right on your side, man. Um, I thought, well, you can grab you some linebackers. I mean, linebackers you, you can get, there's a lot of them that pop out of nowhere. And and you and mm-hmm. I are going to talk about some guys here in a little bit. Um With Bolton, I mean, Bolton's a stud. He's, he's one of the top tier, you know, he's one of the top uh, linebackers in, in dynasty, but the fact that he's scoring 368 points, that means that the scoring is at a premium here. Uh, Mm -hmm. I I think I'm going the Bolton side in 112. um, It really, really depends on who's going to be there. There are some rookie linebackers that we like. I mean, you could see, you know, Jalen Carter, you could see Will Anderson, a couple, especially with this scoring, you could see some of these guys going in the first round of this rookie draft. And to me, what I'm thinking is that someone it is super flex. So someone like, let's say Hendon hooker might slip to one twelve. You know what I'm saying? Maybe a Jordan Addison slips there. That, to me, kind of offsets. With a super flex, I would love to get my hands on Hendon Hooker. I think he's my number three quarterback in the draft. He's been that way for a long, long time. Um, I'm not the biggest uh, Anthony Richardson fan and or Will Levis fan. Um, so seeing that, I think I'm going that way. Let's see what else he has to say here. But the guy has three, fourth, what? three four other guys that scored 250-plus. And... I guess Zaire Franklin was picked up off waivers was right behind. I like Zaire Franklin. Love him. Love him there. Um I guess
1: Yeah, I mean Franklin, uh, he's somebody I've kind of talked a lot about because like, you know, I started doing, you know, writing these articles and researching this stuff back in July and uh, before the season started. And, you know, the stuff I was reading that was Franklin was number four on the linebacker chart behind uh, Leonard and, and speed and character or, yeah and, and, uh, and uh, um, you know, obviously that he passed speed pretty, pretty quickly in the summer, but then, uh, you know, he kind of surprised me that, you know, he, you know, kind of took that job and ran from it. You know, he was getting snaps over, over Bobby O. So, and then, you know, Leonard, to, you know, didn't make it all the way back. So, yeah, you know, he's kind of in a prime spot this year going into the season. And, you know, he's, he's kind of owned that position. And he should be calling the plays. And I think he's in a great, great position for the next couple of years here.
0: Yeah. And, you know, and he popped in something else here. He goes, look at it. I look at it as it's Godwin for 112 and Bolton for the 24 first. Mm-hmm. You can spin it that way. That could work. However, he says it's probably an early 2024 first. All right. Um, if you're giving this guy Nick Bolton, it, it, it's, it's going to not be as early. You know what I'm saying? So that can really offset that. And I'm looking at 2000 early first. If an early first to me is about a top five pick. You've got Caleb Williams, who's gonna undoubtedly is gonna be the one 101. Mm-hmm. Marvin Harrison Jr., Trevion Henderson, um, uh, Xavier Worthy. Uh, there are going to be some really, really good players in that top five, top six range, and that's. Mm.
1: Yeah, that's kind of where I, you know, with it being super flex and it, like he said, early first potentially, it's hard hard to turn turn that down. You know, he he says he. he
0: yeah, he's picked up uh Nick picked up Nick Morrow.
1: Okay. You know. So he's got he's got some room in his linebackers to to make that move. Hey, giving yeah, away the one of the best guys, but Yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah, you know, uh, going back to this, you know, i look at it as I'm trading this. You know, I dig it. I dig it. I think you could do it. I if you get that 24 first, um, an early first for Nick Bolton, is that the way you're seeing it? that could turn into like a Marvin Harrison or something like that. Man, you do it all day. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. So we spent a lot of time on that, but that's what we're here for, man. We're here to help the people, man. Here to help the people. All right. So we talked about Breesaw. Speaking of rookies and another running back, uh, the Athletics' Bo Wolf believes that Alabama running back Jameer Gibbs could intrigue the Eagles at the end of the first round and beginning of the second round. Um, what's your thoughts if Jameer Gibbs ends up there, man? I mean, is there, I mean, a lot of people have Bijan kind of projected Mm -hmm. to go there. I don't, I think if either one, if me or you ended up, uh, with the Eagles as a starting running back, you and I would have fantasy (laughs) value. So, um, I don't know if there's a better place for a running back to end up.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, interested. I mean, I've been following Gibbs and I was trying to get him on my, one of my W teams last year. I couldn't, couldn't get the guy to, to come off of him, but I missed miss drafting him. But um, I like his ability to catch out of the backfield. And um, I, I love those kind of guys that can, in a PPR league, get, get me those catches. Um, you know, right now they've got Rashad Penny and Kenneth Gain- Gainwell. So, um, you know, there's, there's room for him to, to go in there and carve out a role. I mean, you know, I'm, was a little bit down on Philadelphia running backs with you know Jalen Hurts running in so many of the you know the plays but you know they you know Miles Sanders still did put up pretty decent numbers so um, you know it's kind of torn going into the season what, what Sanders was going to do but uh he definitely proved that they can score out of that position
0: let's just uh, let's just say he does end up in Philly and you have that uh, we we kind of know who the top 3 players are going to be in your rookie draft you've got Bijan and the two quarterbacks. So you're Uh sitting there at one, four most drafts right now. It's, it's JSN. It's Jackson Smith and Jigba. Let's say JSN ends up somewhere like Houston, uh, a team like that. And Jameer Gibbs ends up in Philadelphia. You really have to consider maybe changing things up.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, anything that you're deciding today may change you know come April 27th i mean oh yeah um, these landing spots and draft capital make a make a big difference with these teams and you know finding the right fit could you know turn yeah a guy from you know going from you know the 4th pick to the 5th or you know 5th to 4th i mean it's a lot of these guys can move up a few spots so yeah don't don't get set in stone on who you think needs to be number 4
0: yeah yeah i mean right now it's it's JSN, but um, depending on those landing spots, you you can't be any more correct. Uh, that will change a lot if if Gibbs ends up in a place like Philadelphia. I mean, that, that'd be a, a, a dream landing spot for for any owner of his. So, all right. So let's move on to some of the uh, some you know defensive news we have out there. Uh, a couple of days ago, Jeffrey Simmons, uh, the Titans, locked him up to a four-year, ninety-four million dollar extension. Um, not a whole lot to talk about there. He's a pretty good you know, nice defensive tackle, especially for fantasy. If you're playing in IDP leagues that require you to have a starting defensive tackle, uh, what's your thought on, what's your thoughts on Simmons, you know, kind of where does he sit uh, as far as your defensive tackles go?
1: Yeah. I mean, he's perfect for a defensive tackle required league. Um, you know, some, you know, these defensive tackles actually did pretty well this year. You know, they were kind of up there in the top and scoring with just mm-hmm. some of those defensive ends, which was nice nice to see them get some love because they don't get necessarily appreciated as much as those edge rushers. you know you know looking at defensive tackles i mean you know you've got quinn and williams you've got you know a couple, couple other guys you know depending on it you're scoring simmons kind of does a little bit better on the sacks than he does on the tackles you know like christian wilkins might do better on the tackles but you know he's right up there because of his sack production you know you've got chris jones and um, yeah. Forrest Buckner and some of those other guys. I mean, he's right in that, uh, that tier with those other guys.
0: that was with Philly, I believe. Was it, was it Hargrave that was with Philly last year? I think just signed yeah. with Dan Fran. Yeah. You've got a handful of guys yeah. and then you do have Jalen Carter coming on the scene this year. So mm-hmm. and that's someone else to consider there. But, yeah, Jeffrey Simmons is a, yeah. is a hell of a defensive tackle uh, in fantasy and as far as real life as well. So good move for the Titans locking him up. They're, they seem to be going through a lot of changes right now, but um, it seems that they're trying to keep a hold of some of the guys um, that, they, that they love, um, which kind, <laughs> kind of moves us on to the Devin White situation. Um, It looks like, you know, Tampa doesn't want to move off of him, but he is requesting a trade, you know, and that broke a few hours ago. What do we think about this? I mean, this guy's a, I mean, this is a stud IDP player. This is one of our top tier, you know, linebackers to have. It's part of me. I don't want to see him leave because that offense was not their offense might be a little rough <laughs> Bayfield running things. So a lot more defensive opportunities and a lot more snaps for a guy like that. So, you know, what's your thoughts? You think he moves, you think that, uh, you know, he's maybe a draft day trade or prior to.
1: Well, right now, I mean, the, the news just broke, you know, yeah. earlier today. I mean, I'm, I mean, I think that they're going to try to keep, you know, keep him as best as they can. I mean, hopefully, you know, hopefully he doesn't get into a out situation or something like that. But like, they really don't have an easy replacement for him. He fits their team better than probably a lot of different spots. I mean, I know, you know, they were, you know, they fell out of favor a little bit with some of his play and, you know, some of the, you know, they had some complaints about, it, about his effort on some plays and, um, you know, not necessarily loved in that regard, but, and maybe they're not willing to, to pay him that top money, but, you know, for, for a fit, I mean, that's, you know, I don't know that there's going to be too many better fits for him from a production standpoint. Um, but, yeah, you, you hit you hit the nail on the head there with, you know, the fact that, like, you know, Tom Brady's gone. They're going to be on the field a lot. You know, I undervalued him a little bit on my, you know, I knocked him down to, I think, my, on my dynasty rankings of LB8. And everybody else kind of had him at three and four. And I'm just like, I'm like, there's something not 100% right there. And I'm just like, I can't. I can't put a, him in top five just because I, you know, I got a sense that something wasn't sitting right there and I don't know in a new spot like if he's going to be as valuable so like I discounted him a little bit and you know we'll see but I, I think he's still going to make it through the year there um and then see what happens because I, I don't know that Tampa's got anything better or um can can make something work on on draft day
0: yeah. Well, see. I mean, I, I couldn't imagine a, a single team out there with the exception of maybe Chicago or someone who's already filled their linebacker. But I mean, anyone would probably love to get their hands on this guy. I and mean, he is uh, he's a big time player. He's still young. Um, his his best years are still ahead of him. And, um, you know, I think anyone would jump at the opportunity to get, you know, to, you know, pick him up. But uh, if Tampa doesn't want to sell, you're probably going to have to overpay to get him unless he just keeps making noise. So, you know, I was looking at our rankings over at Dynasty Pros, and I have him. We've got him ranked at our number five uh, linebacker, right, right there, just right behind, uh, right there in front of Frankie Louvu, who I absolutely love, love, love.
1: So oh, wow. You got um, you guys are f- half him pretty high. That's I haven't seen. I mean, I I do look at other other places just to kind of get a sense for for trade values. Like, we're what are other people doing? And that's it's a lot um, higher than what I've seen seen out there. So you guys must really like. Frankie Lubu. Well, it's dynasty rankings. It's
0: dynasty IDP rankings. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously in any dynasty league, you're, you're taking into consideration, you're taking age, you know, landing mm-hmm. spots. But um, in our scoring system, now these rankings are based off of our scoring system we talked mm-hmm. about earlier. So uh, Frankie Luvu was a very, very high-end player. I believe he was, uh, you know, I think he finished at the top five as far as linebackers. Okay. Um so that's the reason why we have them there. Like you said, uh, IDP scoring systems are a hairy mess. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they could be all over the place. Uh, but the, any of our rankings is based off of our scoring system. And so um, that's how we kind of rank accordingly there. Um, so we're moving off this Devin, Devin White thing. Uh, what about the news that
1: broke earlier with the Falcons trading for Jeffrey Okuda?
0: What's your thoughts there?
1: Yeah, so I mean, they in the offseason they kind of revamped their whole secondary. Um, so like kind of feeling like this might come down, come down the chain here, but um, you know, they, they brought in Cameron Sutton, Emmanuel Mosley, and then the, even uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, you know, could play the slot. I'm not sure what, how they're going to use him yet, but um, I definitely saw him kind of falling out of favor. So like um, not too surprised by the move, but like he was, you know, he was recently a top pick for them. So it's kind of a you know a little bit shocking to to see you know they get a I think a fifth back, um, but yeah, it uh, you like know the, the foul gave him away, right? You <laughs> know,
0: I mean that was that seemed like a low return for him. It's strange.
1: Yeah. So, but I think Atlanta needed somebody next to AJ Terrell. So like it, it actually worked out well for everybody. He wasn't going to get much time there, and he goes to a spot that can use him. So I think it's a win-win for everybody.
0: And a team that's probably going to have a fairly rough offense next year, uh, depending on their quarterback situation. But if they keep going with Desmond Ritter, then they're going to be playing a lot of defense. And uh, that could make Okuda somewhat, you know, make him have a little bit of fantasy value, depending on that scoring system. But if you get points for um, passes defended, things like that, I mean, he could – a sneaky little play for you in a bye week or something like that. So, with you know, one thing we love about our IDP guys is we want, we want them to be on bad offenses.
1: <laughs> we <laughs> want them to be on
0: the field as much as possible. So, well, all right. So let's move on real quick. And uh, before we get at it, we're, we're going to kind of talk about some of our IDP free agents, uh, our winners and our losers um, here. And I'm going to start off with our guy, uh, who signed with, with, um, it, we were talking about Bobby O, uh, with the New York giants that had to have been one of my favorite signings as far as this off season goes. Um, last year he had 150 plus tackles, eight tackles per loss was a very, very highly productive, uh, linebacker. And now he ends up with a New York giants team where he is going to get a lot of opportunities to, to rack up and put up points. Uh, what's your thoughts with that signing there?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a great, great fit. They really needed somebody in, in the middle there. They were kind of just piecing it together this past year. And, you know, four years, $40 million. They're they're, they're committed to him. That's, you know, that's big-time money at the linebacker position. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it was second only to Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, you know, so good, big money. They're committed to him. Um, you know, I think it's a great landing spot. I mean, you know, they, you know, Indianapolis, they've, Put Zaire Franklin ahead of him, so like they they didn't appreciate him as much as what the Giants really they put into him. And I told you earlier, Bobby O was my uh, most owned player in all of my different leagues last year, so I'm I'm loving the he's getting the prime spot, and I I see him. There's no reason he shouldn't be you know top ten linebacker in scoring this this year.
0: Yeah, I actually have him. Um, I've got him ranked as an, our number eleven linebacker right now. Um, who actually have him ranked right behind Zaire Franklin? So it's kind of, <laughs> they can't get rid of me. They're next to each other, no matter what. Um, so yeah, yeah, that was a, that was probably one of my favorite signings. Another one I really really loved was Aziz Al-Shahir uh, with uh, the Tennessee Titans. Same thing, I think, is the same kind of situation as Bobby O. Didn't get some of the opportunity that we really wanted to see in San Fran. Um, he did miss a few games last year. Um, but the, the year before he played pretty much almost a full season and put up incredible tackle numbers. I mean, he had over a hundred tackles and, but he was a little bit in a the timeshare there. You know, there was a lot of linebackers kind of being uh, subbed in and out and, and he made the best of all of his opportunities. And now he's going to get a chance to be the starting guy to be the, the man there in Tennessee. So um, depending on their quarterback situation, their offense may not be all that great either. Uh so uh, just another situation where he's going to be on the field quite a bit and could absolutely rack up some tackles Yep. All right, Denzel Perryman. I have got a I've got a little <laughs> secret for this guy. He's, <laughs> he is like 50 years old, I think. I don't know. <laughs> Every time I pick him up, he produces. He's a productive linebacker. And here he is now in Houston with pro- most likely a rookie quarterback. We don't know what they're going to have at wide receiver. We'll have to wait until after the draft. But looks like a team that's going to be playing a lot of defense again. And Perryman has had some He's He's been a little – his his – Durability has been questionable over the last couple of seasons. However, when he is on the field, he is absolutely a monster. He's a productive linebacker, is about as productive as you can get. And um, so that that's another signing, a sneaky little signing. When I'm doing these IDP drafts, um, he's way way down the list. Mm-hmm. And depending on your scoring, I'm picking him up everywhere I can get my hands on him because he is a he, he is a great depth piece of flex if you use an idp flex i love him I, I think he's uh you know i don't know if you use him in any of your leagues but um he's a guy that is just constantly produced when he's on the field
1: yeah i don't i don't know that i own him anywhere but you know i've, I've been ranking him for the whole year and um very interested to see how that houston linebacker room shakes out yeah. i I, got put out, I put out a poll yesterday that was kind of like who's going to get the most snaps because I really no, don't man. know between Christian Harris, Christian Kirksey and Denzel Perryman. You know, they've got a new head coach, you know, D'Amico Ryan's like, maybe he handpicked Perryman to come in. I I, I don't know. Like it's uh it'll be interesting. Uh, Perryman also one of my favorites because he's probably the only one of the only NFL players that's interacted with some of my tweets. So <laughs> he's a personal near and dear to, to me that, you know, we get we don't get too much interaction with NFL players, but he's he's liked a couple of things that, you know, when I put him in his name in the, you know, a top twelve linebacker pick for the week or something like that. He's he's appreciated that. So um I, I think he he could turn out to to have a great season. And like you said, it's all about you're drafting him later. Mm-hmm. You know, he could be that he could be that guy that falls right into a top spot if D'Amico Ryan's likes him and he stays healthy, like you said. Yeah, you know, he could, he could be a steal for you late.
0: Yeah. You're not giving anything for him really. And he can be, he, he I, and to me, he's outproduced all of, you know, his ADP, everything, um, over the last several seasons when he was in, uh, Vegas and everything like that. So, um, I got a little bit of a sweet tooth for that guy, you know, as uh, that dude could be 45 years old and I, I'm going to find a way <laughs> to get him on my roster. He's going to, he's okay. going to do something there. You know, he's going to, he'll be in my starting lineup at least once, uh, who knows, but, uh, all right. So that's, a, that, you know, that was a handful of guys that stuck out to me that were my free agency winners. Um, who's some guys that sticks out to you that uh, you're getting your hands on?
1: Well, so I guess, you know, some of the guys that I'm looking at is like, well, who are some guys that like, you know, that their situation improved by somebody and whether it's them going to a spot or somebody leaving. So like some of the guys I'm keeping an eye on are like Ernest Jones, you know, because, and Bobby Wagner departed and they really don't have anything else. I mean, we still have a little bit of free agency left and we still have the NFL draft and that could all change. But like right now, Ernest Jones is in a, in a prime spot to to really take that next step. I mean, there, you know, there's nobody else to compete with. So um, I'm keeping an eye on guys like that that are like, are going into us, you know, right now there's no competition for them. And they're going to be, you know, the Rams are going to be on the field a bunch, like, you know, that's you know prime opportunity to be on the field and you know being on the field a lot you know will be a lot of tackle opportunities um you know he's not the best you know player but like you know it's a lot a lot of it's about opportunity so absolutely and so another guy that's you know potentially have you know has guys leaving is you know Nicobe Dean in Philadelphia you know you know TJ Edwards and Kaiser White they left so like he's potentially getting that spot he's only got a right now fight off nicholas morrow which he didn't morrow didn't get signed for more than a couple million i think so like a one-year guy so i think nicobe dean could you know i think everybody in dynasty has been waiting for him to get the opportunity oh Um, yeah so i think so even though he you know from free agency he didn't get a contract or anything but like he won on free agency because people left so i'm looking at those guys but then as far as like the big free agent is tremaine edmonds um, he got that big contract. Mm-hmm. I mean, he does have competition with TJ Edwards, but you know, four years, 72 million dollars. They're committed to Tremaine Edmonds. You know, he was fine, he was falling down a little bit in my rankings in Buffalo, you know, having to to fight off Matt Milano. But like I think going to Chicago, you know, with Matt Eberflus, um, I think that's really gonna be productive for, for him, you know, especially from a dynasty. You've got four years locked up and you know, pretty good defense um i'm pretty pretty excited about that what do you what do you think about your main there yeah yeah uh,
0: everything you just said i mean uh, to the common guy you know you're going to think that the tj edwards signing is going to obviously have some kind of effect on it but listen i mean Edmonds got the highest contract you know per year as a linebacker's ever gotten um So I think he's going to be very, very productive. I don't know if he's going to be highly, highly productive. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll have to see. And, you know, that division really plays a part. Uh, If obviously, you know, Aaron Rodgers won't be in Green Bay this coming season. So you've got Jordan Love there. So they may lean more on the run there in Green Bay. So there's two games you're playing, you know, where he might rack up some tackles against Aaron Jones. Mm -hmm. Detroit they're going to throw the ball all over the place, uh, Minnesota, uh, more of a balanced offense there. So, you know, that there's six games right there that they're going to be playing against, you know, two of those teams are going to probably have a lot of running plays. So, you know, there's going to have a lot of opportunity for tackles there. I know that's just a handful of games. Um, but it's some things I certainly look at when I'm looking at IDP players is that division and, and, and how the other team plays, but, I think it really, really depends on TJ Edwards. I think that Edmond, I think Edmonds is going to be a productive linebacker, but I don't know if I would have him as you know a top ten type of linebacker. So,
1: yeah, I mean, yeah, it's. I think though, I think both of those guys are going to have productive seasons. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I in a redraft format, like I probably have them pretty, pretty even, but. For dynasty, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Edmonds because he's absolutely got that bigger contract, and uh, oh, he got the money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, he I ain't going anywhere. <laughs> so he'll be he'll be fine for you. And you're really in dynasty looking at that, you know, three to four year window on on a lot of guys, and absolutely, it's exactly what he's getting there. And you know,
0: people like you, you know, you saw what kind of numbers Roquan put up there. Uh, if he plays that same kind of uh, spot. Who knows? There's nothing wrong with having two good linebackers. I mean, Roquan and uh, Patrick Queen put up great points this past season for Baltimore. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to hurt him a whole, whole lot. It just, uh, that's one of those things we're just going to have to wait and see. I mean, it, you can't predict anything right now. We're going to have to see once the they hit the field what, uh, you know, what kind of
1: points each one of those guys
0: can be putting up there. So, yeah, it's good, good yeah. stuff there with Tremaine Edmonds. Well, yeah, I mean,
1: also going just I was going to say with Eberflus, I mean, he came from the Colts, I think, and he, you know, he had you know Bobby O and and Leonard, you know, Shaq Leonard there. So, like, I mean, he he likes having those two linebackers beat and they can both be productive. So, I'm thinking that's going to be a a good good fit for him. And you saw what, like you said, you saw what Roquan did there.
0: Absolutely. Oh yeah, I think he's going to be a you know productive player. I just. I want to see if he can be like a, you know, a a higher end type of productive player, because I mean, I think we have those kind of, a lot of people have those expectations, uh, especially with that money he's being paid. So, all right. So we've talked about some of our winners. Let's move on to some of our free agent losers. Um, Speaking of, I'll I'll just get right into it. Speaking of Chicago, uh, I mean, When these signings happened, I think, what, back-to-back days or something like that? I mean, I had so many shares of Jack Sanborn. I mean, I was like 24 years old or something. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's, you know, my Lord, he was putting up points. He was racking them up. Not the greatest player. However, he had the opportunity, and he was putting up some tackles in a very, very productive a linebacker for fantasy, and then these signings happen, and I'm like, dude, Sanborn's like, I mean, he's droppable now, you know? And it kind of broke my heart a little bit. You know, here I thought, <laughs> I, I, thought I picked up a nice little diamond in the rough on the waiver wire, and now I've got to probably I, – I feel like I'm wasting a roster spot with him on there. Your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean, you had – you know that's probably like I was on a a call a a few weeks ago and it's like who's the I guess who's the biggest you know impact of free agents and I thought it was Sanborn going downward most people were thinking of people going up and I'm like Sanborn going down was my biggest one because yeah they brought in those two guys you know you know right and it's just value dropped overnight and they even brought in Dylan Cole as the third guy so like I mean, he's going to be, it would be even fighting for third or fourth. If one of those guys got in, you know, got injured, he might, might make be something, but yeah, to stash him, his value went down overnight. And I, I thought he was going into camp. I knew they'd bring in somebody like one player, but like, so I thought he'd be in a good spot for the competition for second, but kind of shocked me that it just cleared it all out. And, you know, he got moved down pretty quickly. So um, I, like, I didn't have any shares of Sanborn, but you know, I've, I was cheering for everybody that did have one and I was, I was kind of cheering him from the sidelines that I was hoping he would get a shot.
0: (laughs) Oh, I thought I was a genius, you know, I mean (laughs) you pick up that guy off the waiver wire and then he's like a startable dude week in and week out. I'm like, I am an IDP genius. I know (laughs) my stuff. No, I just got lucky. And now the (laughs) luck's gone. Now the luck's gone. He's gone as well. Speaking of kind of muddied up linebacker rooms, what about in Kansas City there? They go and pick up Drew Tranquil, yet they have Willie Gay and they've got our boy Nick Bolton. What is going on there? I, I mean, Tranquil was another guy that was a rosterable linebacker that was productive, not highly productive, but a productive linebacker nonetheless. What's your thoughts with him ending up in Kansas City now? What, I think Bolton's a stud. We're not, we're not going anywhere with that, but Tranquil, Willie Gay,
1: I mean, what do we think about this? That's a tough one. I and mean, when it first came down, I was confused. Like, it's like, it's is like, it's like, Willie Gay falling out of favor. I mean, he had that suspension. Is
0: he like, going to be a draft day trade or something? Yeah. Did or? like
1: I'm like, did they, you know, did they fall out of, you know, did something with his effort or, or something that they just didn't, didn't like something off the field that they didn't like, but. And nothing of that's come out since, since those moves have happened. So I'm, I'm still not sure, but like, I mean, Tr- Tranquil got, he got signed for pretty cheap. So it's like, he didn't, he didn't make big money. Like you see even some of these other tier guys that are, you know, you know, that are kind of coming in that they're getting paid more than Tranquil. I think Aziz Alshair got paid more. Like, I mean, we finally saw some production that you could get Tranquil out on the field after he got healthy. And I think we've been all waiting for him to be productive and then to see him take, take a step back with this competition with Willie Gay is kind of disappointing. I was really hoping he would go to a great landing spot. Um, I'm I'm really not sure yet what their plan is of how they're going to use those guys. I mean, I know Tranquil's great in coverage, and maybe they'll try to get Willie Gay to blitz a little bit more. I'm not, not really sure.
0: Yeah, I hope we get I mean, more he,
1: news. He may have gotten
0: that. I mean, he may not have gotten broke off because, I mean, he's a 27 year old guy going into his 28, you know, 28th year. I mean, you know, he's going to be a 27, 28 year old guy. So who knows how much time he really, really has left. But the fact that they were probably, he's a solid ball player, he's a solid linebacker. And the fact that Kansas City could get him for that type of contract. I mean, to me, it was kind of a no brainer, especially with some of the money these guys are getting. Maybe he took less to go there to hop on that train in Kansas city. And he played, he played against them twice a year and they're a super bowl champion caliber team every year. So shit, you know, take a few dollars less and I'll go hop on that ride and uh, maybe get me a ring or two. Maybe that's what it is. I'll play, you know, I'll, I'll play less. I'll do, I'll, I'll know my role. Um, that's probably how I see it, you know, so good for him, but, um, not good for his, uh, for his IDP owners out there. So I, you know, I don't know if he's depending on what they do with Willie gay. I don't know if this guy is going to be playable at all in, in, in a, in a starting lineup. So I don't know. Uh, let's, uh, you got a couple of guys at all that, uh, you see as kind of free
1: agent losers. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you, you covered the two that I was the, the first two that came to mind. So well, <laughs> I'm like, well, no, no. So um, a couple of guys that I was thinking of, you know, like Xavier Woods in Carolina, I, I, they've kind of, you know, they brought in Von Bell, they have Jeremy Chin. I think they brought in another guy recently. I don't know if it's Bob McCann or some, somebody, but, um, or Eric Rowe, but one of those guys, so they, they've got, they've got a crowded room right now and, you know, with, von bell and jeremy chin both being able to play decent in the box um i don't, really don't know how much playing time or production you're going to get out of xavier woods in, in the current year uh, what do you think about xavier woods um i completely
0: agree um it depends on where they plan
1: mm-hmm. uh
0: to me um Are they gonna play him mainly at safety um or will they play him more as kind of like a um i don't know like a nickel corner or something like that Mm. um yeah
1: i mean we'll we'll see i mean uh, i'd be interested to see how they're going to use these guys so we gotta gotta wait till training camp to figure some of that out
0: honestly i don't i don't think it means a a it makes a matter at all it even if he is a nickel corner at best, (laughs) I can't see any kind of a situation where he's a productive IDP player whatsoever.
1: Uh Um,
0: I think he can very well be left on the waiver wire unless there's some kind of an injury and he has to step in. So lots of safeties out there that, um, that were quite surprising last year. I mean, you know, Tufanga and um, Jalen Petrie and, you know, there's a lot of guys out there depending on your scoring. I mean, if you count return yards, which all my IDP leagues do, all of my leagues, I count return yards, punt and kick returns. And, you know, Marcus Jones was an absolute friggin' cheat code last year.
1: Um, mm-hmm. So
0: um, it really, really depends on your scoring. So I just can't see any kind of situation where Woods is a playable IDP player at yeah. all. Um, anybody else that sticks out to you? I yeah. So you? I'm,
1: I'm, I'd look at the, you know, what we had in the, I guess what you'd call the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, linebacker room this past year with miles, Jack and Devin Bush, you know, Devin Bush, we got excited for a minute that he got signed in Seattle. We're like, okay, you know, they're going to play him for half of the year while Jordan Brooks gets healthy. And then they went ahead and signed Bobby Wagner. So Devin Bush, you know, he went down not only last year with Pittsburgh, but then now he's you know, down in Seattle. So, and then miles Jack, he's still a free agent. So like, he hasn't been signed. They're having, you know, somebody hasn't jumped on him. So like, that whole Pittsburgh linebacker room got cleared, you know, cleared out, and they brought in uh, Cole Holcomb and I think a Landon Roberts. Uh, so they just cleared it all. All those guys, you know, Devin Bush, you know, he got drafted. You know, when you were looking at rookie drafts, I mean, he got drafted right next to Devin White. You know, people I were like Devin White. You know. I wanted him bad. I re- I was pissed.
0: Uh, I was that was the 2019 draft uh, uh, that was in Nashville. I was actually at that draft and. I was out in the absolute chaos in on Broadway there in Nashville, and um, I was mad as heck. I was hoping he would slip to the Ravens there, uh, uh-huh. and then I think Pittsburgh. I don't know. I don't think. I wonder if they traded up. I think that I think that they may have traded up to go grab him. Um, I was so mad because on top of it all, it was Pittsburgh of all teams. Uh-huh. So, but you know, he ended up being a pretty, uh, you know. I don't want to call it a bust, but, I mean, for a first-round linebacker, absolutely, you know, just seems like it. So, yeah, you're you're right. Uh, this guy can't seem to win for anything. Goes to Seattle, and Jordan Brooks gets back, and who knows where, uh, where Bush is going to end up again. So, Miles Jack was another guy. I always loved, loved, loved some Miles Jack, and um, the fact that no one's picked him up yet, it's a little surprising. He is a very very athletic guy i mean you know um and and absolutely would be helpful for a team so to me i just don't know if he has a very good agent or not maybe he's trying to get a little too much money or something but the fact that he remains unsigned is is a little a little baffling for me so well all right before we get out of here let's let's talk about a few rookies that we like um as far as the draft coming up uh some idp rookies that we like I, I don't know if we're just going to be grabbing at low hanging fruit here or not. Mm -hmm. Um, I know you're a big Will Anderson fan and who in the heck isn't. Um, I kind of dig Jalen Carter quite a bit, but like I said, those are just like obvious choices. Mm -hmm. Um, it seems I like Brian branch quite a bit because I don't know if there's a lot of safeties out there that are going to be very, very productive. Um, but those are some guys that stick out to me. Um, Will Anderson for you? You know, does he? uh, I mean, he wherever he gets drafted. Let's say it's Arizona at three, which I don't think it'll be Arizona at three. I think they trade out of that spot. Um, But wherever he ends up, he's going to be a stud. Do you? I mean, do you place him in kind of your top five defensive linemen and in dynasty rankings immediately, or are you thinking more top ten?
1: that's a tough one. I think it's going to depend on where, where he goes. And, um, you know, I haven't, I haven't been digging too far in, but I mean, he's, he's my top top defensive rookie on, on the board. I think just, you know, he's, he's a blue chipper as far as, you know, prospects. I mean, if you're going to pick one defensive player, that's gonna, you know, potentially be a pro bowler or, or be in the league for a long time. It's, it's Will Anderson. Um, you know, I, I still need to do some research, kind of where I think he's going to fall. I mean, I don't know that I put him up with Aiden Hutchinson at this point, but like, you know, you know, for some of those guys that came off last year. But like, you know, is it, you know, where does he fall next to Thibodeau and some of those other guys? Like, I I'm still kind of working through that. Um, you know, I I'm not I'm I'm probably more of a specialist in linebackers and defensive backs and defensive linemen. Even, I mean I finished number one at defensive line on fantasy. Pro, yeah, but,
0: in it. Yeah, you were only the but, number
1: one IDP. But, right over, but, but, but defensive
0: line isn't
1: good. isn't isn't necessarily my my strongest or most knowledgeable position. So I'm still I'm still researching these guys and still kind of figuring figuring that out out. I'm not necessarily a big college guy either. So like I'm still playing catch up to some of these guys that have been doing Debbie on the defensive side. I only. Pretty much have Debbie on the offensive side in my league, so yeah. um, I'm still learning. But from everything I've read, you know he's the number number one guy. So like, if I'm if I've got a chance to get him in a a de- de- decent scoring league with sacks for defensive alignment, you know I'm looking at him at the end of the first round right now. But how does he That's stack amazing. up against some of those other guys? Like, you know, you got to put Parsons and some, you know. Miles well, scared. I've
0: got him. You know, over at dynastyprosfootball.com, we have our our rankings like we were talking about earlier in the show. We do have our rookies placed in our in our okay. rankings right now. Um so I have Will Anderson um as a top 10 defensive lineman. In fact, we've got him ranked at number 7 uh right behind Max Crosby and right uh right in front of people like Brian Burns, Hassan Reddick, you know, Chase Young some guys like that. Chase Young's a whole different subject. I, I <laughs> um, but you know, I've got him right behind, you know, we got Bosa's number one, Micah Parsons, number two, Aiden Hutchinson's number three, yeah. Miles Garrett. We have four TJ Watt, five, six, Max Crosby, and then Will Anderson Jr. There at seven. So, uh, pretty aggressive there, but with, with, with all his, with his skill set, I mean, he's a big time player and could, uh, he could blow up, you know, week one. Um, So he could be a a nice, nice, you know, asset and absolutely worthy of a first round pick in any kind of IDP rookie draft or any rookie draft that includes IDP.
1: Yeah. I I was going to say some of those, some of those defensive line take, take some time to adjust and, but I think he's got a shot to be from day one to be out there and be productive. So like, especially if he finds the right team, that's going to put him out there. um, He could be, he could be putting up decent numbers in, in year one, which would be great for anybody that drafts him.
0: Yeah. And I'm, I'm almost equally as high. I think a little bit better all around edge player would be Tyree Wilson. I see Tyree Wilson being more of like a Matthew Judon type of player. Um, to mm-hmm. where I think he's he's a stronger, uh, a little bit more, you know, kind of a manlier type of a, of a defensive end that not only can get to the quarterback but be a little bit of a bully and not just rely on his speed. Um, so he can really, really – I think he's going to be a great, great tackle for loss guy. And I think mm-hmm. that he's going to be more of like – kind of like uh, – like I was saying with Matthew Judon, Matthew Judon and people like Jadavian Clowney, Clowney was never like a highly, highly, you know, a high end IDB player, but the guy interrupted plays. He disrupted he the quarterback so much and you just, you don't get points for that. Um, but I really, really think Tyree is a guy for me that really, really sticks out that I think can be a better all around defensive end or edge. Um, where Will Anderson, I think, is gonna to have to put on a little bit more weight, get a little stronger, um, to where he can be on the field a little bit more. He could he might be one of those pass rushing specialists, and that could be right about it um to start off. So he may not see the field as much. Whereas I think Tyree um could be a three down type of of edge. So um that's something to keep in mind if you score for tackles for loss and things like that, I think Tyree could be a real good, a a nice bargain for you. You know, with, with Will Anderson getting all the hype, uh, Tyree's a guy that really sticks out to me.
1: Yeah. And I, I'm, I love drafting the the second guy. A lot of times, you know, you get better value if you're not taking the top guy. So like, I'm completely on board with you of like, you know, if you can get that next guy at a a cheaper price, you know, those first guys usually at a premium, get Mm -hmm. that second guy off the board, and sometimes the second guy, your second guy, it might be third or fourth that you know that other people are looking at. So like, um, yeah, if you can identify Tyree Wilson, um, get him cheaper than Will Anderson, like I'm, I'm all for that.
0: Yeah, Devin Bush, Devin White. I think a lot of people just because Devin Devin Bush ended up in Pittsburgh, uh, and a, a lot of those rookie IDP rookie drafts, it was rare that I saw Devin White go above him.
1: Yeah, I I'm trying to think back. I think yeah, from what I remember it was it was pretty even from what I remember. Like I I don't think I had to make the decision. I didn't, but you know, I was I was struggling with if, if I did get the situation who was I going to take and it seemed pretty even back then.
0: Yeah, I mean, I remember in I was in <laughs> not me. I was in a draft and I remember I was driving down the road and my pick came up. And, or actually a buddy of mine's pick came up and I was trying, I was one pick behind him and I was, and I just was like looking at his team and I was like, he needs linebacker help. I was trying to do everything I could Mm -hmm. to swap just places with him. I was trying to give him another pick because I wanted to take Devin Bush. I wanted Devin Bush so bad. I thought he was going to be a stud stud for a linebacker and dude would not make the deal with me and i think he knew why he wanted he wanted to grab bush himself he grabs him and i in ha- the next pick, i was so mad i pulled over the side of the road you know talking yeah. to this guy trying to make the deal and i was so pissed off that i just had to settle and take the next best idp that i saw and I, that was a guy named nick bosa so (laughs) so, (laughs) all worked out yeah it sure did it sure did i was pretty happy about that so uh but not at the time not at the time so um real quick before we wrap it up are there any like under the radar rookie idps that uh that you like at all
1: yeah i mean i guess a guy i've been looking at is you know bj Ojolari. um you know depending on how far you're going down your list i mean you know some people are you know diehards on this stuff you know may know his name but you know the casual pe- person that's still kind of learning some of these players you know he's a little bit further down the list I- i'm looking at his him as somebody that's got all the tools um you know he may take a little bit of time but i think he's you know his brother's aziz is in the league and i think BJ's even better than him um you know he's got a lot of that pass rushing ability i mean he's going to have to add on you know some of the run defense and hopefully that comes over time but see all the physical tools there and ability. Um, so, you know, I'd be somebody I would kind of stash on my taxi squad and kind of let him play out the, the first year and, and hope in year two, he takes that, that jump.
0: Absolutely. I think that's a very, very good one. I've got a guy that really sticks out to me, uh, Dayon Henley out of Washington state middle linebacker. Um, you know, Drew Sanders, uh, Noah Sewell, um, you know, there's a handful of uh, uh, Trenton Simpson, I believe, out of, out of Clemson. I mean, some of these guys are really, really stealing the spotlight when it comes to your inside linebackers. But we all know how important inside linebackers are um, for IDP players out there. And Henley is a guy that really, really sticks out to me, um, really, really under the radar. And he could be a day three pick. And whoever gets their hands on this guy – um is going to be counting their blessings. This is a an NFL starting caliber linebacker. Um you know, he could be a a day 2 pick, who knows? Um it, w- it certainly wouldn't surprise me, but there's not a lot out there. But I'm not an NFL scout and I just see certain things. These guys see a lot more, so it wouldn't surprise me if he was a you know went maybe round three of the NFL draft, but if he slips to the fourth or fifth round or even goes undrafted, holy moly! This as far as an IDP player, this this guy you you could grab probably in the fourth round of your rookie drafts. I think he's absolutely worth taking a stab at, especially if you can maybe acquire. If you have somebody, in uh, you know, two or three players in mind in the fourth round, you know, uh, towards the end of your your rookie draft, people are trying to get rid of some of those picks. They're like, oh, all the good players are gone. I don't want to. I don't even I don't want to throw away a fourth round pick and on somebody I'm just going to drop. So maybe go try and pick that up for something. I don't know. And I certainly would do that and take a chance on this guy. I would pick him up, put him on a taxi squad. It's low risk, high reward. But I really, really see in him. um becoming a a force on the inside for whoever picks him up. It's not going to be immediate, but, you know, the cream rises to the top. And I think this guy, maybe even by the end of his rookie year, is going to be seeing quite a bit of time. And just like, you know, your Nekoba Dean truthers out there that are loving the opportunity that he's getting, this could be the same kind of situation. So Dayon Henley, go grab him up, and uh, you can thank me later for
1: that. Yeah, I mean, you know, but you 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 also think about other guys that are getting those opportunities that are drafted a little bit later. I mean, you're talking about the Asamoas and the Terrell Bernards like mm-hmm. I mean, those guys weren't in the top 5 in a lot of rookie drafts last year. They were they were a little bit lower down and um as far as, you know, IDP rookie drafts and you know, now they're getting that chance and there's no reason that Henley can't. I mean, we'll see what kind of fit he has and what he does with this opportunity, but like you said, it sounds like he's got the ability, um, and then you know, all he needs is an opportunity and see what he can do.
0: Absolutely. Well, all right. Well, hey, man, I just wanted to thank you again for being a part of the show. It was an absolute honor having you on. Like I said, you are by far one of my favorite, favorite follows on Twitter. So if anyone out there is an IDP player and you're not following Leo, go follow him right now at Master IDP. And if you're not so, you know, if you don't mind, you know, give me a follow too at DynastyBobFF. <laughs> go, Go find RPOfootball.com. Wonderful, wonderful website. Go check us out at DynastyProsFootball.com as well. Um, and, and if you don't care, you know, find us on YouTube and, and hit the subscribe or, you know, the little bell for notifications and yada, yada, yada. You know, help us all out here. So um, for myself, for Leo – I want to thank you all for watching tonight's show. Uh, be on the lookout. We're going to be doing an IDP show about every other week uh, through the offseason. So look for us in a couple of weeks, and we'll be back at you. So for myself, for Leo, we want to thank you for watching. You all have a good evening. Thank you.